See, that's when you do, you can't license the music. Uh, welcome to the Low Key Podcast. <laughs> I am one of your co hosts, Aaron. Also joined by Mr. Tim Malloy. How you doing, sir? Hi, hi. Awesome. And Keith Denny, man, how's it going? Good. Yeah, look at all that high energy we're bringing today. And <laughs> that is. Um, Kind of sums up the energy I have for the finale. I enjoy pieces of it, but we're here to talk about Game of Thrones finale and so many pieces of things. I don't even know where we'll start, but uh, this is it. We we have completed the journey. Our watch is over. So, man, like where to start, guys? Oh, hey, before we jump headfirst in, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you have not finished game of thrones or at least gotten through as much as if you want to including the finale please 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 return to this episode at a later time and now that you have that warning we're going to dive all the way in guys so um Keith. Also, th- thank you for liking us more than you like game of thrones that's a huge compliment and we appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well not seasons uh not the first four seasons those are those a plus material all the way through uh <laughs> but but Keith, um your your thoughts, man. Like what how did how'd you feel about it? Let me start by saying the things that I like about it. Um as always, I think Game of Thrones has like real good cinematography and like good like um setup for certain things. Um I like the I do like the scene where Daenerys is giving her speech. A lot of it reminded me a lot of um, Star Wars, um, especially with the Unsullied, like, lined up looking like stormtroopers and um, her pretty much giving this speech of world domination and 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 uh, Tyrion and Jon standing there not really knowing what she's saying, but still looking like, what the hell did she just say? Like, I know I heard Dorn. What was Dorn? What was that? What did that mean? Like... <laughs> <laughs> and and I like when she first walks up and you see the dragon wings behind her as if mm-hmm. her and the dragon are one and the same. Um, so that that was real cool. Um, I like Tyrion's beard. And <laughs> <laughs> so um and that that's that's the gist of that's the things I like, right? So mm-hmm. as far as I say the episode in itself is pretty is very lackluster wasn't very awe-inspiring um as what i think people may have expected um certain things happened that may have shocked me a little bit well not really shocked me but i'm like i didn't i didn't think they would go that route um i did know you know of course that john was gonna kill daenerys i felt like that was gonna happen i felt like it was building itself up to happen. Not really. Not that I think about it, no. I don't think so. I and I and I really don't like their conversation. I feel like Who whose conversation? Between John and Daenerys. Before okay. he, yeah, before to he make actually sure stabbed that was the one. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how you guys felt about it, but it was almost like I feel like there was not, not enough build up even in that conversation to make me even think that John wasn't going to do it. Even though I deep down inside knew that John was going to do it, I have to feel as an audience that there's a possibility that he doesn't do it, right? Mm-hmm. So what you guys thought about that scene in particular? Well, hold, uh, let, let's let's jump back to that, because I do, I do want to definitely talk about that moment. Uh, let's just try to get, I guess, overall thoughts uh, ahead of time. So, Tim, uh, your overall uh, impressions of the episode... I guess I liked it the most. Uh, I, I'm at peace with the episode. I felt like it was a reasonable way to end the show and that it, it did all make logical sense. And I felt like the whole episode was kind of the triumph of knowledge and wisdom and logic over wrath and passion. And yes, I did write that down. <laughs> it just felt like all of the people who have are really hot-tempered and very emotional were basically eliminated from Westeros. All the people who are bent on revenge or hurting others um, or responding to in a vindictive way were flushed out and they were left with the people who were very kind of cool and I don't want to say calculating, but very level-headed. And it's kind of like what we all wish the world was like, I think. I think we, at the 
ultimately would really like it if our government was just like competent and good and wasn't always jerking us around from one misadventure to another. There was a Patton Oswalt quote where he said, or a tweet where he talked about how inspired he was to just see people talking about things like sewage and, you know, construction and how that's how the government should be. And it was just, it was nice to just see the people of Westeros get a little bit of peace like that after all this craziness. And it's funny you said that um, the, the stuff you're, you're speaking to is actually, you know, and I think that characterization of how things happen is correct, but it's actually one of the things that for me made it not fulfilling. Um, because that's how everyone acted. That's not how everybody present making decisions um, would have reacted if we didn't just need to get to an end point. Um, so, for example, I'm down with the idea that, like, at some point they reach some councilship and decide they need to decide on who that person is that's going to rule everything will be. That's not how the Unsullied and Dothraki would have reacted to Danny being killed, though. And it's one of the things that kind of undercuts how everything else functions afterwards. Um, as far as the episode as a whole, for me, it was unfulfilling, but in ways that, you know, like, it's not like a thing. Like, I felt like this whole journey was for naught and we need to, you know, cuss out D&D and all this weird stuff. Right. Um, for me, it's just more like there's so many missed opportunities and it's the same thing that happened throughout this entire season some of it you could say is we didn't have enough time to like get into everything but i do think that the moments that they chose to have there was a richness that in many cases was missed i think that they were able to to squeeze all of that out in a lot of cases for the moment we had between john and Tyrion, but in many other cases uh, it the moments we had even didn't live up to what they could have been. So that's kind of what I got from the episode as a whole. But, you know, and also it's weird because the whole show became a phenomenon in many ways because it was there to to demonstrate it would subvert the genre or or tropes of the genre. In particular, we see the turning moment for a lot of people having their realization with the assassinate well, assassination, the execution of Ned Stark, and for everything to be wrapped about neatly for the Starks, just because it, it was weird because that didn't feel like that's where the show was going to go—a neatly tied up bow that was a happy ending for the Starks. I don't have a problem with it being a happy ending for them, but the way that they got the ending meant that a lot of people had to do things they would not normally do. And that's where it feels weird. In particular, when you get the stuff with Brand, it's really you, interesting. What do you mean doing things that they would not normally do? For example, like with the Dothraki and, and the... And I'm just using that because it's such a straightforward, easy thing to get to. The Unsullied and Dothraki, not only do they acquiesce to allowing Tyrion, the traitor, who should have been burned in front of everybody when he threw his pen... Um, they allow him to come out to help negotiate whatever was going to go down. Uh, the only thing they're worried about, at least as Grey Worm is, you know, uh, is, is represented as showing, is that they're worried about revenge against John. They don't ask for, I mean, just think about it, their whole army's there. Technically, they're the most powerful military force, like, in Westeros, right? But, like, they don't have any it's like i mean what do they what are they compensated for leaving i mean they they took over you know everything over there like they should be able to have some additional sway in these negotiations and instead gray worm sits there silently and, and acts for nothing i agree and my friend i was watching it with we were both like first why didn't gray worm get a vote after all that that was a little weird um, and also, we also felt like there was a missing scene where they explained why the Dothraki and the Unsullied didn't rise up and go, that's ridiculous. Because the, 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 the autonomy of people of color in Game of Thrones is never important. That's what it comes down to. Now, I'm not, I'm not, and look, I'm not saying that to try to sully the show. I'm saying this is a consistent decision throughout the, all eight seasons i'm not putting additional judgment on it it's not worth getting into forever and ever and ever but like when you make a decision like that that's kind of what happens well i yeah i 
I had the same thought, and it did it did read weird. But I think that the show kind of owned that in a couple of ways. First, I assume the Unsullied and the Dothraki. When I'm justifying it after the fact, I assume that the Unsullied and the Dothraki were so loyal to Grey Worm at this point that they would sort of follow his lead. But whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. No, no, keep keep that point. But like, think about what he did with John beforehand, where he he kept slitting throats because it was the Queen's orders. This is the kind of person who's not a diplomat either. So it's it's just weird following his orders, but he would become diplomatic. The other thing I thought was the show did acknowledge that the people there are basically jerks. I mean, the people who run Westeros by our standards are jerks. Like they laugh off the Mm -hmm. idea of all of the people should decide. And they do believe in like lordship and that some people are, should be rulers and other people should be ruled. They do actually all believe that even Sansa believes that. Yeah. Sam, Sam proposes democracy and everybody's like, ha, 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 good one. And the only one who seems like that might be a good idea is Tyrion. So they are, we are watching like, you know, wealthy, wealthy rulers who don't, haven't evolved to the point of democracy yet. But that's kind of the thing. Like he would see them as, as not slave masters because they're not slave masters, you know, but like that he sees the Grey Worm. And, and the people who, who run with Grey Worm see these folks as colonizers and people who don't respect their autonomy. I mean, regardless of whether or not it's because of racism or it's because they're not no, nobility, they feel that disrespect. And the, the, the only when we not with Danny and they show people who are of the unselling Dothraki, all they constantly show is them feeling like they're not welcome. And then to introduce all, also the fact that they'd be willing to slaughter so many people i mean like these things these are things that like i think could be so much richer if you just took time to develop some people of color but the show's not really interested in that actual joke my friend and i made knowing it was like an ironic offensive joke at the time was like so the black guy doesn't get a vote and then they all go back to africa that was like what it was like it was like you go back to your place the white people with nothing yeah the white people go back to the super white north. Um, I mean, like extremely white. After we just saved your asses. Yeah. It was like, yeah. it was very like old fashioned, like segregation. <laughs> I mean, because look, think about it. This crew came through. Now, of course, they had a dragon at the time, but they still had the, at least as much as we had seen, had the most ruthless military. And if somebody had tried to get froggy with them, they were going to get stoned because everybody else didn't have the military might they gave the impression now again it shouldn't be this way night king stuff blah blah blah. i'm not getting into that again either but they gave the impression that they had plenty of troops still and they were ready to go and everybody else was not ready to go because we knew everybody else had heavy 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 losses whether it was from uh, people coming out of king's landing or people uh you know coming out of um um i can't think of the name of it right now Oh, uh, um, I'm, I'm just drawing a blank. Look, whole point is the West ain't is weak. They came through. They rather than take over if they want. I mean, forget all the the diplomatic stuff. If they want to run stuff, they can do it. And that's what we, we've talked about this long enough. Keith, let's jump back to what you were saying with uh, with Danny and John. Um, can you talk about that scene a little bit more? Like what what you got out of it? I was just going to add to what y'all was saying about the Unsullied. Okay, sorry. I was going to say that for one, I, I don't, I know that they're a strong military force, but I think they would have been wiped out eventually. Of course, eventually, but not, you know. They would have probably put up a fight. I think, I think the biggest thing and how I looked at it was that the Dothraki, in a sense, never really had a purpose outside of fighting. And the Unsullied, they were slaves. And they were always just, they were built and raised to be warriors and stuff. And so Daenerys gave both sides a purpose. And after they, after she died, it was really like, what do you do? What do we do next from here? Like, they only cared about conquering based off if that's what she wanted. If she wanted them to, I don't know, I don't know, be builders and, and charity workers or some shit, they'd probably do that. But, but, you know, she wanted conquest. She wanted them to give her the Iron Throne. But it's it's one of the reasons it's weird that they, they don't show anybody else doing anything other than fighting. 
I mean, I'm sure they got dudes who can't fight and like, but they know how to like put together some irrigation. <laughs> but they just never showed anything like that. So it's just whatever. I, but um, I, but yeah, I I go I digress on that. But I think that the um. Back to what I was saying about the scene with John and Daenerys, I think the thing that bothered me the most about it was that it just wasn't. So I'm thinking about back on the last episode when her and John had a conversation, right? John, of course, like he swerved her at least about two or three times prior to this, right? Like in a way, letting it be known that he's not interested in a romantic relationship with her or ruin or, um, I guess, um, running the kingdoms together right so to me it does not make sense for her to after all of this after i just burned down a city full of people to still try to make romantic advances and promise him that they gonna rule together after you just last time y'all had a conversation you ended with it'll be fear then i think it didn't make sense for her character to go from that to then look at him. And then not only that, he low-key he low went off on her ass. Like, when he saw her, he was, like, getting on her for what she did. And she was just like, well, I, I had to do it. Like, she just as calm as can be after I just burned down the city full of people. All right, so I, I haven't, you know, burned down the city or nothing. But I've gotten into trouble with, with my wife before. I'm like, yeah, so changing the subject right quick. So, like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like that's kind of felt like what she was doing. Um, I, it it didn't feel like stupid or nothing. Like I I just felt like she was trying to like kind of semi avoid it. Like oh look John look I'm doing it because of this and you know because the the truth of the matter is she always said she wanted to free the world. You know she wanted to free all people and and like that was eventually probably going to lead to this. Um, maybe she doesn't become this ruthless, but like. As Tyrion has said, you know, she she killed evil men, and as she did it, we applauded her for it. I, or whatever the verbatim quote is. Um, but but I think the thing about it was that it just for one, her, him killing her just felt too easy. It felt too like um, melodramatic. Like it just it almost felt outside of a Game of Thrones thing. Yeah, like it. it you know how much more thrilling it would have been for him to like stab her her not die all the way and be trying to fight it and wrap herself up or something and then uh drogon comes up yeah it was just such a it just it just was so ro- i don't know just too romantic it was too to me i just felt like that just wouldn't have been her character after all of this like i i, I and then it's something else about it it was just like it just it just didn't feel impactful to me. In the same way that like Cersei dying under rocks is kind of like okay. I mean, I felt like she deserved worse than that. If we were gonna let her die, I mean, okay. I I thought that one of the best ways that they could subvert expectations was to have things go in a boring direction. Like we always expected to go in some crazy direction, and they're like, "Bet you didn't expect this." So they kind of underplayed the whole episode. And I thought her ending was actually, <laughs> I thought her ending was kind of beautiful. I mean, just because. She has this moment of vulnerability. I liken it in my life to, like, it's been a stressful day at work. Like, I know we were having a fight earlier, but I could we just have a hug and just, like, not talk about this and just, like, you know, go back to my safe space for a minute? And yeah. you know, the, way that he, the way that he, like, turned that on her, I thought was, like, so tragic. And there was so much, such a sense of just inevitability on both sides. Because when you think back to his father saying, you know, let he who gives the order swing the sword... That was like a very stark thing to do to to like she needs to die. I need to be the one to do it. It was like I thought of like putting my dog down, you know, where it's like my dog has to die. I'm going to be here for this. I don't want like some stranger to do it. And I'm not calling Mm -hmm. her a dog. I'm just saying like a person who, you know, it's over. You just want their ending to be like as unterrible as it can be. (laughs) Like um, of mice and men or something. Yeah, yeah, that's a sad shit. But but I mean, that's pretty much what happened. Like you know, well, well, I mean, if if like I can't, I know George is the one who had to shoot him. I can't remember the name of the the kid had to shoot Lenny. Lenny, Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, if Lenny was like a demigod, I guess. Well, I guess which 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 funny enough, like 
you could that would be an interesting story if somebody had to take out a demigod who couldn't control his powers or like just wouldn't listen and he was way too strong but i mean that's the dark <laughs> phoenix saga not to spoil it but in the x-men comics that is dark phoenix like the x-men have to kill their own because gene's gotten too uh, control and yeah, it's weird that it's a super powerful woman in all these stories, and that uh, that's always the solution. Solution that is well, except my spin, a little troubling. Except my yeah, spin, yeah, that's true. That's another thing that even reminded me of how Wolverine stabs Jean Grey at the end of X Three. Like, why it always got to be like a her, you know, feeling soft towards a man and then getting stabbed. Like, yeah. I don't well, know. Hey, speaking of which, uh, it just fell outside the, the, of her character. The freaking disrespect, man. Holy shit. I just couldn't get over how crazy that was. Brian shows back up. Some of the... the oh, God. It's just... I'm not even, like, the biggest Brian fan, right? But the only speaking line she got the whole episode was I. And that was a vote for Brian to become king. And the only other thing we see her do is write Jamie's, you know, will and testament as a knight. And I was laughing because uh, Jamel Hill uh, on Twitter shared the, the tweet that said, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember it anyway. I was like, I was his secretary and his lover. <laughs> well, I was his lover and his secretary. I can't remember. I have his put up, but it, it was. It... The, two, oh my the God. two tweets I saw a lot were with Daenerys. It was like, we want a woman leader. We just don't want that woman. Like everybody was making that <laughs> joke about. Like comparing her to Hillary and just like, oh, we're totally cool with a woman president, just not that particular woman. And it seems to be what people say every single time. And then the other one was that Brian should have like turned the page and then written her own story. And yeah, I mean, the thing about the second one is like, I heard other people say, well, she's still alive. I think a lot of the complaints are the women of the show were done dirty. And that's true. But that's also a reflection of real life. Like, <laughs> in real life, women are done wrong all the time. And so I don't like it. Um, but I think the show, to the extent that art is supposed to sort of kick us in the ass and tell us to fix things, I think it's helpful to show that, to make us go, you know, I didn't really like how Game of Thrones turned out. Um, maybe I'll broaden my mind here um, or make more of an effort or do something to change a situation I don't like. So speaking of, of women in power, um, I still feel like, you know, I do want to go back to our old predictions. I do feel like I was basically right that Santa ended up becoming the queen of the North. Well, 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 well I mean, really of the seven kingdoms, because she's the one who pretty much made Bran the king. Through the, it, because she manipulated everything to some degree to where it got. That's why I thought in my head at first. And then I thought about it some more. And... Really, I think Bran's the real villain of the whole story. <laughs> okay. Partially because... Okay, so I, I meant to look this up beforehand. I feel like... Because I feel like I'm missing something. Or I don't remember something properly. How did Bran impact Holdor? Like, I feel like I remember, but I feel like I might be getting some details wrong. Like, do you guys remember what happened, how he got to that situation where... That's all he could repeat. Like, Bran did something, but what was it? Because he impacted time, but what did he do? Do you guys remember? I I was pretty checked out on the whole Bran storyline because I don't enjoy Bran as a character. I just find him extremely boring, but what I think happened is that he, like, warged into Hodor at one point and also traveled through time to that hold-the-door moment so that Hodor could save lives at a crucial time at the expense of his own life. The details beyond that are lost on me because I, I honestly never thought Bran was going to be important. For, okay, me, so. for me, this is like, I was like campaigning for Angela Davis to be president and we got like <laughs> Jimmy Carter and it's like, oh, all right, Carter's, Carter will be fine. He'll be okay. That'll work. But it wasn't like, it's like everybody was like working for revolution. Like it's going to be Daenerys and she's going to be leaving the Dothraki and the Unsullied. And then we got like, <laughs> how about like Bill Clinton? How about like somebody real middle of the road? Okay. But, but, but so here's what's crazy. Because the whole point was we need somebody who's not disliked and we need somebody who's this, we need somebody who's that. The thing I realized, like even at the moment kind of looking at it and then even more, I thought about it. Again, I don't really, 
one of the reasons not explaining the mysticism sometimes kind of annoying is because you can't piece certain things together very easily. Here's something we do know for a fact, though. The Three-Eyed Raven can definitely travel backwards in time in order to try to, like, impact future events. And we saw this with the Night King, too, the creation of the Night King. So the thing is, Brain should, in in print, well, in, in theory, be able to basically Doctor Strange his way into manipulating events the way he wants to manipulate them, right? So... Remember how he would mention stuff like, you know, I live in the past. So remember Tyrion, I think, what was it, episode three? Or, at some point, he's talking to Tyrion in this season. And they're like, you know, he's like, tell me a story. Where you been? What you been doing? Blah, 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 blah. And like, he's telling Tyrion at different points, like, I can't tell you what happened because then it won't happen and all this kind of stuff, right? And same thing Doctor Strange is constantly saying to people, right? Why would we not think that Bran is manipulating events to his own benefit. And the re- the only reason I even thought this was, there's that point when he mentions, you know, um, why do you think I came all this way? Now that you, you know, say that, well, I do think he did that. I think that's exactly what he did, and I agree with you. I don't know if that makes him a villain. He definitely did. I don't know if that makes him a villain. Yes, it does. self-serving, for sure. I don't know if it's more so manipulation or already knowing. Like... If you if you already know how things are gonna li- line up the way that they're gonna line up, did you really manipulate them or did you just play the yes, part? Yes, you did. In the you way hand Arya what she needs, right? You tell John it's his choice. No one, John, is gonna tell you to tell them, and then you you tell them in such a way that you know you know is gonna get back to Tyrion. You also had this conversation with Tyrion, these series of conversations with Tyrion that we never see. And you say things um, to him to guide it in the way you need to guide it. That's not it just kind of happening. There's so also, many things. Well, no, I'm not saying just kind of happening. I'm just saying that it was going to happen regardless. It's kind of like, I guess if you're looking at it from a spiritual um, point of view or any care, any, I don't want to compare brand to Jesus, but it kind of reminds me of Jesus Christ type of situation. Like Jesus knew everything that was going to happen uh, pro- way before it happened. And he even know things that's going to happen in the future if you, you know. I, I mean, I believe in it because I'm Christian. But what I'm saying, I think it's like that similar type of concept of knowing everything past, present, and future. Okay. But that doesn't but, necessarily but, mean that you manipulate things to happen the way that you want it to. It's just the fact that you're a player in it. Like, you, you're you there, but it was going to happen the way that it's supposed to happen anyway. But whole door happens because he impacts the past. I don't think that I don't I think but, that I think I think that that happened not because he impacted the past but because the past was already the past. Like it it was going to eventually be that way anyway. But it but just, that but no 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 but look okay look the way you just said that is like talking about different threads mm-hmm. of possibility and things that have happened and then them need to be corrected to happen the way they need to happen for some reason. Like that's one of the reasons the Lord of Light the idea of the Lord of Light manipulating things or giving assistance in any kind of way and even the, like the different uh prophecies that we've seen that have come true and not come true they're always things that that like so there's like the plan of like how you how it, it's supposed to happen and then there's like how they happen you know what i mean like so because i don't think you're wrong i just think that like part of probably how these prophecies like occur or don't occur is about the manipulation of people like Bran and other people who have been three hour raven and maybe some other shit that you know we're not thinking about at the moment that impact prophecy and impact fate like there's actually a, uh, something that people have been passing around showing that Bran had actually in his early vision seen Dragon going towards the Red Keep and, and when we go back and see that, it's basically the same kind of, like, image. So he had seen that that was a thing that could happen. Not that it definitely would happen. There's a path for it to occur. But, like, how do you get it there? Because Bran went out of his way multiple times. Unless you just want to say that he kept faking this out on, you know, in whatever way that he didn't want to be king. He didn't want this. He didn't want that. I think he was playing the game. And the reason I think he was playing the game is what he said at the end. Now, we could just say it was just fated for him to be king, but it took him doing things, actively doing things for, for that to happen. 
No, he said he didn't want to be the king know. of the north. <laughs> so that's different. Yeah. King, like, because he, I mean, if you know you're going to be king of the seven kingdoms, why would you agree to be the king of the north? I, I do truly believe that Bran is, like, agnostic in terms of whether he takes the job or not. Like, he doesn't care. He just kind of <laughs> is, which maybe makes him a – he's like a stoner king. I think he's like, I think you just don't like Bran. Bran wouldn't have said what Bran I, I don't said like if he didn't want it. Yeah. I, I just think Bran is boring. He's just not interesting to me. Like, when Tyrion was like, he's got the most interesting story, I was like, no, he doesn't. He has, like, the fourth most – story in the scene <laughs> the only reason i disagree with you is brand hasn't smiled in like four seasons Maybe more. <laughs> yeah. and, and, like when he's accepting being the king he's like yeah baby this is what i'm here for and i'm like what wait a minute wait a damn minute wait a minute so you is a little swagger it's like wait a minute so you you went out of your like even skipping some so they have an early in the season you manipulated because at first we like all oh, the science is the manipulator here but it's really brand and then he let all the people burn. Right. He Just could have gone like, to the dragon, right? I mean, he suggests, I mean, it's smart that they made it unclear whether he's capable of warging at the end because he didn't even try to warg into the, to dragon and like save the day. And also, am I mistaken or did he, and I'm just thinking out loud here cause this theory is new to me, but could he have prevented Sansa from getting like repeatedly brutalized? Could was he, he the three out of Raven? Yet? Well, I, I think so. he was learning what what he could do, right? Well, he I mean, change time he could change the past, couldn't he? Oh shit, you're right. But that's what I'm saying. I don't even think he can change the past. I just he think he did change the past. We saw, we have proof he changed the past. That's that's not a question. We know he can. I think that that just was going to happen. I think he just knows things and sees things as they're going to happen. It, it, it's kind of like, but they're not preordained. They're, they're possibilities. I guess this is like, does Game of Thrones follow the Avengers theory of time travel or the Back to the Future version of time travel? Or like the Terminator time travel? Okay, okay, okay because I, I know what you so, mean. Could, could you explain those differences? Oh, no, I can't. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we'll be talking about that forever. But like, like the, the quick version is... Quick version in, is a Terminator yeah. is time is a loop and everything's going to happen no matter what. Avengers is things are happening as you move forward. Like only what only what matters mm-hmm. is what you do as you're moving forward, even if you're moving back in time. And back to the future is you can change time repeatedly through your actions. The only reason I don't think it's the Terminator version what Keith is speaking to that things that are destined to happen will always happen is because the whole the whole door thing throws out all that out the window to some degree. Now that doesn't mean you can keep doing it. It it doesn't prove much of anything. And I'm fine with the idea that we don't have a definite understanding of how that works, but we definitely know you can, I mean, there's two versions of things that happen, the Night King and Hodor. That's how we definitely know that you can impact the past to impact the future. Like, because those things in that happen in the future can happen to some degree, but it's either got to be like a different person or something else that will lead to, I guess, that eventuality. I love Game of Thrones. I love it. I think it's really, really good overall. It makes me so mad that maybe the most important thing that's happened is that stupid hold the door thing. Which is like the dopiest thing that was ever on the show. Like that a that lot of people so love that moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's like funny. That like a pun is like key to all of it is so annoying to me, but I still love the show. And like partly why I love it is like how frustrating it's willing to be to subvert expectations. Just that like Ed Sheeran will show up just to like tell you, like, Aaron Rodgers, anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say with that being said, since we, I think we talked about Brand a good deal, but. I was just going to say, like, what do you guys think about him being chosen for a king? Like, why do you why do you guys think the writers chose to do that or write in that Tyrion decided um, even suggested for him to be the king? Oh, man, they just wanted to have a happy ending. <laughs> I got Is my it own. even happy. Yeah. I mean, look, for the Starks. Um, See, there's no more war, it, you know. At least it will not no more war. There's no war that they have to fight immediately. Um, so Arya gets to go do her thing as a pirate. That's cool. <laughs> um, Bran's king, Sansa's queen of the north, and they get independence because nepotism. I don't know what that's about. Um, it, it's true. That the only one who has any desire ever to be royalty is Sansa, and she is from the beginning interested in like being a princess or a queen when she grows up. And she actually does 
end up in that role. And then Bran, who has no interest whatsoever, as far as we can tell, also gets the role. Yeah, yeah, it's it's whatever. I mean, I, I'm I'm fine with with how it turned out. You know, overall, I mean, I. I'm really not mad about it, honestly. I mean, I enjoyed the journey. I thought the last episode actually was overall fine. It's just they rushed so much stuff that you know, and and you know that that that's you know not. <sighs> I'm kind of lost for words. I don't man. feel like they would change that much. Like honestly, I think like they did what they wanted to do, and we can like it or not like it. But I thought about this yeah, a lot exactly. today with like people with the with the petition and stuff like that. And some of the stars just said it's disrespectful or it's juvenile to do that. And I just kind of think of like, if we focus grouped empire strikes back, like I'm sure I came out of empire strikes back when I was a kid going like, that was terrible. Han Solo's fr- spoilers, Han Solo's frozen. Darth Vader is this father. This is the worst movie I've ever seen. But it, now it's like one of my favorite mm-hmm. movies ever because it did all this stuff. Well, I, I wasn't ready for. I, I think it surprised me. Unfortunately, the Twitter generation is not familiar with fan fiction. Just, just, just write what you want to happen. It's not a big deal. I did. Like, but I, I was gonna say. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I let you go. You said you had thought what? I'll, I'll try to be quick. I, I did, I did wonder. Like, do algorithms and blocking and everything else has that trained us to think that we're responsible for the narrative that we see? Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, social media stuff, I think, people, you know what's weird? It was really strange to have people say something like, oh, look, they changed what happened based on the YouTube comments, and it's like, dude, they finished this shit, like, forever yeah. ago. Like, calm um, down. So, what I was gonna say, so when I look at a show, I'm I'm trying to think about, like, what are, like, some of the, the what's the big major theme that they're trying to make? Mm-hmm. And, I don't see how I can put this into words, but from what I get from Game of Thrones, a lot of what they did, so so we put in this genre, this fantasy genre, this fantasy medieval world, and us knowing, you know, me knowing a little bit that I do know about the politics of that time, where you do have like a king, a monarch, and you have lords and so on and so forth, Game of Thrones follows that, but then it also goes into like these different things or where people are like doing like a lot of underhand shit mm-hmm. like and they they get into a point of royalty but not being of royal blood so it's like you cutting out like so you're talking about like brawn yeah so so you you go from from this particular thing that has always been and then you got certain characters that represent honor and loyalty like Ned Stark, and we're going to kill them the first season to let you know that this is not what this is. Like, this mm-hmm. ain't about honor. This ain't no King Arthur in the round table. All that shit getting thrown out the window. Yeah. So I think that what, what we're seeing throughout the show is the evolution of politics, the evolution of, like, people, like, even even the, even the de-evolution of the idea of the um, the mythological... And the um the the mysticism, because now we, the mysticism is gonna leave the land now because the dragon's gone, the night king and the white walkers are destroyed, and then it's gonna go back to a time where people don't remember magic anymore. But and then it's gonna eventually move towards instead of having a monarch, you're gonna have a dict you're gonna have I'm sorry a um democracy. Mm-hmm. Because with the end of the Nares, it just shows that no no monarch or tyrant is ever going to be good. At the end of the day, a tyrant is a tyrant, and that it should be up to the people to make the decision on who what? who should who should rule or like what's be, what's for the betterment of the people. So I think Tyrion chose um, chose him because he knows that. There's still the people of Westeros still are in the mindset of that we have to have a king. Because you remember they were just sitting there like, shit, I don't know what to do. We ain't got no king. Like, how are we gonna make a decision without a king? So he, he like, we just gotta put somebody on the throne. And what better yet to put somebody that don't give too much shits about power, which would be Braun, but also it makes sense because he does have a lot of wisdom and stuff. And he's not gonna just do things out of spite like everybody else that has had the throne. And then I also think um, the um, Dragon burning the, the the Iron Throne was symbolic of that. 
That was that was still one of the dumbest moments to me, but yeah, but I think it was symbolic of like no more no more monarchs. Yeah, I I, I agree. It's it's just I I don't think that Dragon is aware of geopolitics, but I just think whatever. he happened to blow the flame in that direction. I don't think it was intentional. Oh, God, but also, you know what he should have done? Try to burn up John just so I can see him be a Targaryen badass. But anyway, all right, I'm just just a little stupid moments. Give me that, please. I mean, I mean, logically it didn't make sense because I was like, what was he like? This is what my mama died for, so I'm just gonna. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, I think that that was just symbolic and like there should be no more monarchs. And, and really, and really, really, Bronn in a sense is just a king by title, but. They got a council council of people who are actually going to be running things and actually keeping everything afloat. And they and they and they they kind of always had that, but they always had shifty people that was in their role. And they also had a king. If the king did step in and want to do some bullshit, he can do it. I was just kind of confused about because because I think you made a great point there. And one of the things the show kind of tried to point at was uh, talking about tyrants and what makes a tyrant. But my mom, my mom, I'm still my mama's point. She was kind of frustrated by it. She said, well, why would it be that? And it's not that people didn't think Cersei was a tyrant after what she did. But she was like, you know, all right, so yeah, Danny, you know, Mad King, she's a tyrant for what she did. But, I mean, Cersei killed her own people. And at the end of, the, of her depiction like she's being shown as sympathetic and she said it just felt weird it, she didn't really understand like yeah. what this show is trying like thematically to tell us because i think overall game of thrones is very much like you know the the thin line between good and evil is like you know in many cases it's just it's simply just perspective like it's not any deeper than that mm-hmm. and you know I think we see some of that represented in the way Danny speaks about power and breaking the will and, you know, just not allowing people to be um, run by a tyrant. And it's like, well, yeah, you're right. People who are dead and burned up and, in, in, you know, in the ashes, they can't be run by a tyrant. You're right, tyrant. Um, it, w- it was really interesting to try to, you know, understand what the show was trying to say. I think it's a little complicated, but, you know, it's interesting. But also to that point and what we talk about Cersei, Cersei's did some evil stuff. But to her credit, some of the evil things that she did were things to protect herself or her family. Like, rather, it was beheading Ned Stark. First off, Ned was stupid as fuck. Like... (laughs) Like people talk about how much they love Ned and all these other Starks. All the Starks men, Stark men are dumb. <laughs> John killing Daenerys was the smartest thing a Stark man has ever done. The only people that are smart are the women. No, the Stark men are just—they're very impressionable. The last person they talk to, they're gonna follow the action or the suggestion of the person they last talked to. They're very stupid. First off, how are you gonna come to a person and tell them that I'm going to tell on you? And think that they not finna have you killed. Except like, for Bran, who we know his genitalia does not work. <laughs> no, well, well, that was more a Sansa reveal, but you so, know. So I'm saying, so when when Cersei's had him beheaded, it was like one of those situations. Like, I it's either me or him. Because if Robert find out that I've been sleeping with my brother, we all gonna die. So that was that situation. Mm-hmm. She did the stuff to the land snakes. Cause this woman killed her daughter. She had, she went, she blew up the whole that whole little church full of people. But they said that they shamed her. Yeah, but but, but I'm just saying, like I, I was just I was just gonna add to that. That also had the political advantage of getting rid of her, you know, religious zealot enemies. Exactly, but yeah. but they but they they low key messed with her first. It's the same thing with Daenerys, like Daenerys. She she killed some people that you can say quote unquote were evil, but we've always showed her to be in a more in a better light when she did things just as worse as, as Cersei. So 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 what is a tyrant then, right? What is think, a tyrant? I think the whole thing is that no one person should have that much power. That's all. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, and one like, person person should be 
to to make the decision of for everybody without um, any say so. Mm-hmm. And and because because this is the thing, Daenerys felt like she should have a throne through divine right in a sense, like yep, in her mind, she's God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cersei's it's it was always a self-serving thing. Like yeah, but also the whole thing of nobility and. I guess what's the difference between somebody feeling like they're destined to something and that they have a right to it by birth? Yeah, she was raised up to think that way by her father. But I do think to an extent, like the reason why she even became queen was off some self-serving surviving type of stuff. Because if she didn't do some of the stuff that she did, she would have been dead a long time ago. I I like the point that Keith made that there needed to be someone to be the king because people just aren't evolved away from a king yet. But by choosing... By choosing Bran as the king, he kind of is all of the people. Like he comes the closest to being all the people because he can like sort of yeah. see all through history. And I also want to take back what I said about um, Bran being like Bill Clinton, like a middle of the road guy, because Bill Clinton, <laughs> Bill Clinton, I would definitely put more in the like the passionate, um, narcissistic school of leader who's like it's about me, more than it's about um, an overall ideology. Probably. Now I feel like I've gone too far the other way, man. <laughs> I just, I just, I was thinking like you know now there's a, a, a timeline where he's the the um, oh my god what the husband in chief I don't know what the hell you call that thing and then like the, coming to talk to Tim afterwards. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think, oh I think Bran is like a technocrat. I think Bran is like an Al Gore or like an Obama more than he's like someone who's like look at me. I just don't trust a man. That's a villain, dude. I, I don't trust that shit. He, he, he. If he can do that, he, he can manipulate other stuff too. I mean, I, I just don't. He did not manipulate. You, because you know what? Honestly, you know what's so what's so interesting about that? He probably saw Arya die like fifteen hundred different ways, and then finally was like, "All right, this is the one where like she actually gets him." It's kind of like if Doctor Strange told them there's only one way that this can work and then it ends with like Doctor Strange being king of the world and he's like sorry everybody it was the only way it could work that's how I feel like this I don't even think it's the only way everybody ends up cool but it's the way he gets what he wants and the only reason I think it's what he wants is because of what he said it was not even in my head until he said that even if he's totally cool and he's a great leader and he would have been the best leader it just looks self-serving it just looks bad but Uh I, I ain't get that from it. Ultimate villain brand. I'm telling you, like y'all ain't buying it. That's fine. I'm not asking y'all to. I'm just spitting that real right now. If you want to like impress your friends, you build this brand case. I'm telling you, it's sitting right there. I, I haven't only spent like 20, 30 minutes on it. The evidence is there, though. In the new era of good government in Westeros, the first thing Brand should do is appoint an independent counsel to investigate himself, and just make sure everything is above board. <laughs> just make sure everything's clear. Just transparency. Yeah. And ask him not to use his, his time manipulation powers to in any way influence <laughs> the investigation. So 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 what would his motivation be to let everything turn away and do just so the, the rubble could fall on Jamie and uh, Cersei Lannister <laughs> or pushing him out? Yep. Yes. Yep, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't, oh, that's I don't. why they weren't standing to the right. The reason they were standing to the left and got crushed is because he kept changing until they died. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't believe it. <laughs> he walked into, he the, walked ceiling. into the ceiling. And he's like, I'm just gonna like, fall. I'm just gonna red. fall red. They like oh, that's God. that's why Jamie was doing dumb shit. He could have stayed with Brienne, but no. Oh my God! Y'all trying this, to say Brian had manipulated him to go back to Cersei's and die together? See, that's the thing. Is it, it introduces this idea that Bran really would like selfishly use the powers to? Oh my! It's just so dumb. I'm not gonna think about it anymore. There's no evidence of it at all. There's never like a raised eyebrow or any indication that Bran's a bad guy. But we're just like, he's a bad guy. <laughs> that's. I mean, this is about is. I'm. I'm I feel like Danny's turn to the so-called Mad Queen really. I mean, there's stuff there. There really is. But I feel like there's stuff really here for Bran, too. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, because the thing is, Danny is, she does say stuff like, you know, hey, you know, I want to liberate the whole world. And I was like, that's great. But then it's like, when you, you mean like the whole world? Whole world? Whole world? Like, yes, yeah, the whole world. That's me. I'm going to rule all this. And when Bran's talking about stuff, though, 
he's all like, oh, I don't want anything, and blah, 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 and I'm here to make sure the living survive against the dead, and then it's like, oh, yeah, I'm here for this. Why do you think I traveled this far, baby? Give it to me. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a damn minute. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm just saying the shit looks super fishy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, but um, speaking of fishy, it seems like we've been recording for a second now. Um, Y'all got any final thoughts before we clock out of here? Evil brand theory, man. I'm going all in. Okay. Alright, alright. So, so anybody got some plugs? Is that what we call them? Plugs? That don't sound right. Um, it's correct, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys, if you like this podcast, check out Tim podcast that he has with his wife. Shoot this now. It's pretty awesome, actually. I just, um, I'm trying to think what episode, the recent episode I, I listened to was when this guy was suing his parents for throwing away his porn collection. Yeah. That was, you know, I, I could see that movie. I, I'll be I down say, for that. That's not a recent one, but it'll make people want to listen, so good job bringing that one up. No, I'm just saying, that's the last one I listened to because I saw porn in the title, so I said, I'm down for that. And um, also, really, me and really Aaron, yeah, SEO on point. Also, me and Aaron, we have a podcast called Meanwhile in the Multiverse. Um, and it's been a while since we did something, but check it out if you like this. We're going to pick that up again. It's light, life and stuff. Get in there, so, subscribe um, to that, subscribe to this, because who knows, maybe this platform you're listening to this on, maybe it will disappear. Maybe a dragon will attack it, and the only way you can get your episodes is to be subscribed. So be subscribed. Yeah. yeah, and trust me, if the dragon kills this podcast, he's not gonna like show anybody. Y'all gonna have to guess it happened and then blame Jon Snow. Okay. <laughs> and once again, you know nothing, Jon Snow, and we out of here. <laughs>